Hi, listeners. Today's podcast is going to be about homesickness abroad and poaching. Stay tuned. Hello, 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 the two hello girls, here we go. Living abroad, first of all, it's difficult to stay in touch with your family. It's not actually as difficult as it sounds, but time difference makes things very complicated. You have to make sure you can arrange time to talk with people. And my family has figured out a way around that. We have a, a standing, we have a standing date. Now, um, we have a standing time that we get together and just talk for about an hour. And it's really nice, actually. I think I talk more to my parents now that I don't live in the same country than I did before. I think my mother feels the same way. A lot of people ask about our communication, and my mother always states that I'm a much better daughter now that I'm abroad than when I was in <laughs> the same state as as her. So yeah, for sure. I think I Definitely. think you're a good daughter. Yeah, um, that's a good friend. You always talk about did your you mom. Know? Your mom is so cute. Anyway, um, so I I thought about it, and now when I in in the past in the past I've had uh, movie nights with a, a couple of friends and what you do is you have a movie you you play it at the same time and you go over Skype and you can just talk while you're watching a movie and that that is fun I like that I don't understand why you do this you do this a lot not as much anymore talks? not as much anymore but I remember you used to do this a lot and I always wondered what is what's the point I mean who talks during a movie Generally, we try to like hush the other person up. Um, it depends on what movie it is. Like the really scary like movies, we like to make fun of. Oh, yeah, we don't. Okay. We don't. And sometimes it is just knowing someone else is there. You know, knowing that your friend and you are watching movies. It's like going to the movie theater. You don't talk in the movie theater, do you? But you like going to the movie theaters with your friends. True, but then there's like, there's like popcorn sharing and like cuddling and hand holding. But with this, it's just kind of like. Movie night is also called cozy movie time. Okay, okay. There's popcorn. Don't worry. There's there's always food. <laughs> there's always food. So so um, I had an idea that I would have uh, game night and invite um, mm. some of my friends over to my parents' house with my parents' permission, of course. And we, because my what my brother's been doing is is hooking his laptop up to the TV so that I'm on the TV. And I'm talking to my family. I can see my family. It's like I'm there, only not. Um, and that they would come over and we could play Trivia Pursuit. Now, we'd have to have teams, obviously, because I can't roll a dice. Although I do have an app for that. Um, you know, I can't move the pieces or anything. But we could still just have some fun, talk to the family and, you know, whatnot. So we arranged this this evening. Um uh, a friend couldn't make it, but her husband could, and, and him and I are friends. And then uh, my best friend was there, my parents, of course, and my brother. They ordered pizza, and they ate it before I, I got online. I was, like, waiting, and they're like, we're eating. I'm like, come on, guys. We can all eat together. Um, but then we sat down afterwards and played Trivia Pursuit, and we had a really fun time. I ad- I admire your diligence to keep relationships strong back in the U.S., and I can't believe your friends went to your parents' house. That's kind of remarkable. I don't think any of my friends... Maybe it's a sign of my friendship. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but maybe it's also because I live in out in the boonies. You know, I, so. My parents live in town, and my friend Denise lives semi-in town. We only live maybe five, ten minutes by car um, from each other. Mm. And then my brother's friend Steve, who is my friend Ray's husband, it's a whole complicated thing... Um, 
he lives about five, ten minutes from my parents' house. And when we were younger, my parents' house was the place to go. Nice. Yeah, not for not for Denise and I so much because we like to like go do things. But for my brother and them, they used to come over a lot. But it can be hard, I mean, to keep those connections. And you're talking about one thing that many, a lot of people suffer from is being homesick. Yeah, that's the thing. After I was, everything was said and done, I had such a fun time. I am so homesick. I was so homesick yesterday. It was horrible. And it's normal. And this isn't the first case you've had before. No, no, no. And and the thing is, is that I built up relationships here in Korea because I know that you will get homesick. There are things you have to do. There's things, there's plans that you have to make for yourself because you know eventually you will get homesick. Right. It will happen. Right. It happens all the time. Yeah. Many people get homesick. It's, it's one of the reasons why when I talk to you, one of the things I said is I'm homesick because you need to tell people. I think you, you right. need to share. And, and I'm so happy that uh, Vanessa is one of the people I share it with. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm kind of like a robot. <laughs> and I lack sometimes empathy. And so <laughs> I don't mind this. I don't mind this because I, I have been accused of being not as sympathetic as I could be myself. <sighs> and so sometimes I, as a friend, Amy, I, I apologize no. because I don't, sometimes I don't know what to say. And I think maybe it's few and far between I get homesick. Maybe like few times a year for 30 minutes. <laughs> you, I think it's because you're more active than I am. It makes me feel kind of bad because I don't really feel homesick at all. Maybe like once a year for 30 minutes, but generally. And I feel guilty in that aspect because I think that it's a sign people may think that I come from a bad life or my parents weren't the best to me but really in, it's very quite opposite like I feel very I'm very proud of where I'm from and I have great parents and a great support system and I'm not saying that other people don't I'm just saying it makes me wonder why I don't get so homesick well I think I think it's because you're more active you are way more active and going out all of the time and I don't I like to go out but I'm conscious about, okay, if I go out, I'm going to spend money. I don't have the money this month to do it. I want to go out, of course. And then I go out and spend more money than I should, which is actually what I did yesterday mm -hmm. or Saturday. Um, I mean, I have the money. But there's a difference between having the money and trying to save the money and pay yeah. something off. And I think because I do tend to isolate myself somewhat, it's more prevalent that I get homesick because the strongest relations I have are still my relations back in America. I, I just, uh, I, the other thing is, is when you get homesick, there are, there are key things to do when you get homesick. Number one, make friends. Try and find a stable uh, group? group that you can go out and, and do things with. Number two is stay active. If you're feeling homesick, get out and mm -hmm. do something. You don't always have that option. Like, I didn't have that option yesterday to get out and do something. However, I have many projects I like to, to do, many things I like to try and finish. Uh, so yesterday, when I could feel that I was getting homesick, I popped a movie on because I do love movies. And uh, I, re, I, I picked up my knitting and I started um, unraveling some things that I had made a mistake in and concentrating on a project. Oh, good idea. Something comp yeah, it's something completely different than from what I'm usually used to. So that's why that's why I wasn't doing Audacity yesterday. <laughs> I wasn't doing the recording uh -huh. and everything. I was just like, we're not working on that today. I understand. Technology. Technology. Where would we be without it? <laughs> I think 
my life would be a lot easier. I don't think so. Technology could be something as simple as the wheel and pulley or fire. Maybe, yeah. But you know, uh, like the old school style of like calling your friend and saying, hey, meet me at this place at this time. Don't be late. Like that. That's I hated it. Sweet. That's kind of sweet. I mean, that's fine. Okay. That romantic in that well with my friends not really um no but in in that situation i did like that but what i didn't like and i have i do have friends that can attest to this is i hated st- i hate the phone i to this day unless did, today it's it's gotten better these days because i am so far away from my friends but i had a friend and she she will never let me forget this so i would see her all day in school mm-hmm. and then she would go home and she would call me that's what i went through too i think it's like the middle school stage like seventh eighth grade i was high school oh maybe mine was in high school too probably but it's just like you go home and you just talk for hours about the baloney that happens at school and i never did that because i don't like talking for hours so i would be like denise i'm watching tv i'm gonna go now and she would get really mad at me and she's like don't you want to talk to me And i'm like i talk to you all day at school we have some of the same classes like what do we have to talk about when we go home i don't know i was definitely into that I was like a, ch- I was a chatty Kathy. I really hurt my friend's feelings when I said that. One time my mom listened to my phone call, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I'm outing my mom. But I remember her listening to it. This is years later. And at that time, my friend was really depressed. And all I could talk about was things that was happening at school. And my mother said, from her aspect, she was very worried because my friend was kind of confessing like how depressed she was and how she was feeling. And in my teenage brain, I couldn't really hear it. It was like in one ear, out the other. And so afterwards, my mother sat me down and she kind of explained, because she could hear it because she was an adult. And she kind of explained like the feelings that my friend was going through and how I needed to be like a better friend and be responsive. Is that why you're so good nowadays? Your mom. No, maybe. <clears throat> Thanks, Ma. But... <laughs> But after the story, after her lesson and her like trying to like talk to me like how to be a better friend, I was just angry because she was listening to my phone call. I was like, <laughs> "What are you doing on my phone call?" So well, she's a good mom. She totally wrote that in. Back on topic with technology, I think. Um, yes, back on topic. So when you would introduce this topic to me, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, for sure. That's. Um, I'll give you guys a little background information. Nowadays, some of the biggest tech giants have joined together and they've, disguised, they've decided to, um, I don't want to say like create a partnership or an agreement. I like an agreement. I think it would be considered an agreement. I say it's a monopoly. Don't say <laughs> on that. That's not. But um, they want to stop poaching from each other. Poaching what? You're probably asking poaching employees, of course. I mean, it sounds great. When you first said that, I was like, oh, well, that's really nice. They're going to stop, you know, because in my head, I'm thinking um, corporate espionage. I've been watching too much, like, leverage. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and, and uh, what's that spy? There's a spy, USA spy TV show. Anyway, so I've been thinking, I was like, well, that's great. Stop the corporate espionage or corporate espionage. Stop the lying and the games and the, like, it's kind of mean. Like, you go to someone and you say, hey, I know you're working for this company and you have a non-disclosure agreement. But we'll pay you more money if you come work with us. I would love to be poached. Somebody, if there's anybody out there listening, Vanessa Easton wants to be poached. 
<laughs> but I but then you continued on and you explained a little bit more about that and now I think I I, I may have changed my position a little bit. Continue on and why you think this is a, a is a bad thing. Uh, I agree with you. I think that definitely beforehand I was feeling the same thing that you were thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I think about it, I always believe in a free market. I always believe that employees should be offered different positions if they're good at their job. I mean, if you're doing a great job, you should always be able to move up. And sometimes you can't do that in your own company. Therefore, other companies should be able to come to you and ask you to switch. It's a free market. And it's also, I think it drives up competition. Let me explain that a little bit more. I think if the companies don't switch employees or don't push their employees, it doesn't push technology. And as being part of the four biggest tech giants, you should always be pushing for new technology and working with some of the most brilliant minds. So I'm definitely against this. I definitely believe that this becomes a monopoly. I think this works more in the the the, the corporations favor than it does in the employees as well. Because mm-hmm. this works in the corporations favor. It's in their best interest before this agreement to make sure their employees are happy. Which of means, course. you know, to make sure they've got the insurance, they've the pay and everything. Well now that they're not afraid that people are gonna be poached, what's the point? Also I think of it as um the company's aspects as well, because if you think about how much it costs to like signing bonuses and what it costs to retrain somebody, and also I think something secretly is to build, um, what is it, company loyalty is also quite difficult. And so that's probably a hard measurement, but to develop company loyalty is quite an expensive part as well. And I think the way that you build company loyalty is through I hate to say it, just like benefits. I really don't think it's that pricey compared compared to what CEOs are bringing home nowadays. They're bringing home so much money, and you're and and, and for for the companies to sit there and say, well, now we're gonna so this you know sign this non-poaching agreement so we don't poach each other's employees, which means we don't have to create as much company loyalty because it's it's creating a, a standoff with the employees saying, you know what, you're not really going to go anywhere. We're not afraid you're going to leave. So why should you have that company car? Why should you have French fries in the cafeteria on Fridays? <laughs> like that's a huge benefit. French fries! Hey, I like French fries. Mm. I understand <laughs> your, your point of view and... Um... I just, I'm really actually, I hate to say, I'm really on the fence because I see the, the benefits yeah. from both sides, from the business aspect, and then I also see mm-hmm. it from the employee aspect. I just, what I, what happens is, is when you talk about corporations, I take it further because I don't like the idea of corporate personhood in America. So in, in this instance, it just, it's taking more rights away from the employees and it, it, it's a whole bigger issue. I think it's a trickle-down issue because once they sign this non-disclosure agreement, that means that they really don't have to keep up with the rapport or keep up with the wages because they're already paying some of the highest wages in, in the world. But then you look at America, what is a living wage? True. And it doesn't encourage them to continue being the being nice, being decent to their employees. But also you have to think of it as the money that they're – the money that companies were taking and using to poach other employees or uh, retraining new employees, they're taking all that money and they can invest it back into their company versus hopefully, hopefully, right, we don't know where that money's going, but 
we hope that it's going back maybe into new technology. It's going back into employee benefits, creating um, company loyalty. I mean, there's all different ways that it can be used for the benefits of the employees. We just don't know. But we do know right. that that poaching will stop and... Giants, if you guys are listening, now that the poaching is over, it's 2015. Let's get caught up with what Back to the Future said we would have by now. I want flying cars. <laughs> <laughs> In three, two, one. Okay, so Amy, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you a little bit about some beautification that I got done. Ooh. Actually, it's been going on for a while now. And I hate to say it because I do not, I'm not that sort of person. I'm not very vain. I don't think I'm very vain. I don't think it's vain at all. In Korea, there's an idea that you must keep up your appearance. But it works. Yeah. I like the, the all of the, the, the lotions and the serums that you can get from from the uh, the beauty stores. I do like them. I don't think there's anything wrong with moisturizing. This is... <laughs> <laughs> what is it? This is like <clears throat> the tip of the iceberg. I don't think I don't think uh, beautification. It's not a bad thing. The lotions and stuff are good for you, keeping your skin nice and more moisturized. And I want to tell our listeners that before we should post a picture about Amy, what Amy and I looked like before coming into Korea, and then now what we look like now. Yeah. <laughs> listeners, I want to tell you that Amy and I are we're pretty good looking people beforehand, but now I I had we, red hair. I think that we have gotten better looking. Korea definitely makes you better looking. I can okay. I, can, I would I can say I can name five different people that Korea has helped with their their dressing and their physical appearance, the personal hygiene. I know a lot of people it's helped. I don't think it's helped me with personal hygiene. <laughs> I thought I had pretty good personal hygiene. Um, and it really hasn't helped me with makeup because I've always loved That's to true. wear makeup. Maybe I wear it more often. But you got better now. taste nowadays. I can, yeah. You I, as your friend, I feel like. I have better taste. Okay. All right. I dress better when I go outside. In America, you can kind of, you can go outside in sweatpants and sweat, you know, and, and sneakers and run around and do things or yoga pants and sneakers. But in Korea, that's not, um, well, you know, to do that. Yeah. Definitely. Anytime, I hate to say it, but anytime I leave the house, I got to have a layer of makeup on. I'm lucky and I don't need that, but then Ooh. I don't actually need it. I have been really blessed with decent jeans. And my skin is relatively clear, so all I really do is just moisturize. Uh, I hope you just uh, just brushed your shoulder right now. I knocked on wood. <laughs> what is it? <clears throat> I'm reaching 33. It's time for me to get a facelift. No. <laughs> I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding. What is it? Uh, so why oh, um why did you bring up this topic? That's right. Of so uh, I had no idea about this. This procedure? I don't know if I should call it a procedure. procedure? It sounds kind of intense. What did you do? So, it's really quite common in Korea, and I didn't know about it until recently. Maybe about like two or three months. So you know how many women they wear eyelashes? They wear fake eyelashes, and even before, right. uh, I remember you you teaching me how to put on fake eyelashes. I love fake eyelashes. I mean, I've got pretty long eyelashes. I just like putting on fake, like, MAC eyelashes just for fun. But is it knock on wood again? Uh, mm -hmm. But, but yeah, Amy definitely taught me how to put on fake eyelashes. I remember this specifically. And then <laughs> someone said, because I was wearing them, you know, whenever I went out or went a big event, and my friend said, why don't you get them put on, like, long-lasting eyelashes? Okay, I know. People, you... 
long long lasting yes, eyelashes. I, I know. I just want to again just clarify. I'm from the country, so I was like, "What? What are long lasting eyelashes? I've never even even heard that about them." And what they do is you go to like uh, like a fingernail shop, and they have also they'll be able to. I assume it's like super super glue a lash, like one individual individual lash to your lashes. Mm-hmm. So lash by lash, they glue these lashes on. Now that you say that, I know someone else has yeah. done. And so I, and I, I read the blog. <clears throat> of course, there's a blog. So I read the blog. I went in, and I laid down for probably about forty five minutes to an hour. Listened to a podcast, of course, while she was putting them on, <laughs> and bam, done. And she's like, "Don't get them wet for the next two days, and you should be okay. Last for a couple of weeks." This depends on how well you treat them. Well, so I, I really have to ask, your eyelashes beforehand, Is there are they long or no, are they not long? They're useless. I don't. I believe <laughs> that I was given short eyelashes uh, just as a trick. <laughs> just, oh. a, just, a, just a little, not a trick, but like a, what's what I'm looking for? A tease. A shortcoming? A shortcut. It's a shortcoming you have yeah, to maybe, overcome. I don't know. It's just a tease. When I see people's eyelashes like yours, it's just a Sorry. tease. And then I'm just like, hey, I'm going to put these on. I can just be like, why do you have to put those on? Your eyelashes are already, now they're even better. You. This is such, we are so vain. <laughs> I feel like I'm so vain at this moment. But. No, no. But go ahead. It's changed. I feel like, I feel like I don't need to wear mascara and they're pre-curled. I mean. Bada bing, bada boom, done. Wow, I can't believe. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Do you know who had those eyelashes done like you? Who? Jenny. Oh. yeah, my favorite, my favorite kiwi. Yeah, our favorite kiwi. I like that. Our favorite kiwi for sure. Oh, she got them done for. Yeah, yeah I remember her saying she got it done. Yeah, they looked really great, and they stayed in for a long while. It just depends on how well you take care of them. You're not supposed to use like heavy face wash with them, so I just kind of go around the eye, but definitely changed my life that's my moment of vainness i guess my moment of vainness can i say that i guess it's a moment but of i still don't vain. think it i mean i don't i don't think it it's it's vain it's just you're keeping up your appearance it's today's trends you know that i you you feel more i think you feel more positive can i say that that you feel more comfortable and positive with yourself now that you have these longer eyelashes it kind of helps you relax into your makeup routine i don't know how i've lived my entire life without the no totally kidding <laughs> totally kidding but uh do you want me to tell you something to make it make things feel you make you feel a little bit better por favor all right so i went to the mall on uh, on saturday mm-hmm. what's the premium outlets it's a huge thing here. It's not. It's an outdoor mall, which always makes me upset because I want an indoor mall. However, I went to the premium outlets and I went to the store. The store is called All Saints. And I only went in there because the wall display on the outside is just nothing but old-fashioned sewing machines. Like the old singers with the black handles. And I was just like, I have to go in the store. I like sewing. I like sewing and crafting. So I love sewing machines. I just wanted to go in. And actually, they had older models, like tabletop models that you could like push your foot down and make the needle go but they had glued everything and, and like they they stopped everything uh-huh. and i found a jacket in there and i um i bought the jacket this is how okay listeners this is how things work things work in korea we never planned to buy these things but it just yeah, happens it happens <laughs> Tell- and all saints is a high-end store mm-hmm. this jacket 
retailed for about $600. Holy buckets. Yeah, yeah. They were having a sale, though. I got it for 300 It's a leather jacket. I've been wanting now, ladies and gentlemen, I've been wanting a leather jacket, a black leather jacket, for three years. I mean, it's something, it's something that I have been wanting, but I'm never satisfied when I find them. Ever. I've never been satisfied. I'm going to pick up my jaw from the ground. <laughs> um, this is an investment. I don't think I need another jacket ever again. Vanessa, this jacket makes me look good. So your false eyelashes, think about how often you're going to get that done. I know it's nowhere near $300. But first of all, got mine on sale at least. Let me check. So <laughs> 300 times and price of my eyelash is about 30,000 30, won. Okay. Uh, I say about 10 times. So, hey, maybe a year's worth of eyelashes. A little bit longer because doesn't it last like a whole month? Uh, if not more. Yeah, by the time, because they usually all all fall out and then I, it takes me about a, a week to realize that they're all gone. <laughs> and then I go in. So probably about, yeah, definitely a month, so. All right, all right. So it's not it's not that Less bad. Less than a year. Well, that's our podcast for today. And thanks for listening. Sorry for being so vain today. I'm not. I'm. I will never apologize for looking my best for you. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys later. As long as technology keeps going. <laughs> Bye. Bye.